0: men and women are foregoing the 9-5 jobs introduced during the Industrial Age as they embrace new technologies within the digital revolution. And these two chaps are here to help. Welcome to the Powerful Nonsense podcast, the show about mindfulness and entrepreneurship in the digital economy, with your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Well, if it's true what they say that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with we're gonna be
1: freaking awesome oh yeah that's actually a well good intro how did you think of that Uh, that was playing
0: through my mind all night i was counting the people around the table i was like there's me plus five others this works (laughs) i i I would say it was off the cuff but it wasn't uh welcome to powerful nonsense
1: how's it going everyone
0: how indeed is it
1: going intro coming out
0: and um, we're out <laughs> so yeah so we had an outing last night yep
1: yeah, with the powerful nonsense crew yeah pretty then. much
0: it was uh, English Monroe's birthday
1: yep
0: uh, we won't say how old no. I'm sure he wouldn't like that to be shared with the world not to say that he's really I'm, I'm digging myself a hole here yeah it was his birthday <laughs> no it was his birthday and uh good old James Lambert Mr Happy
1: yeah if you want to check out that episode it's still available on iTunes and it will be available so. for a long while <laughs> <laughs> forever hopefully forever um
0: but yeah, so it was an outing into Greenwich uh, with the powerful nonsense crew. And my God, my abs today look like Jean-Claude Van Damme's it was, It's all
1: about the cheeks, though. Too much laughter. Yeah. My cheeks were aching. Yeah,
0: I nearly I nearly had to bow out today because I was like, I just can't talk because my cheeks. Boy, I actually... You can't see, obviously, because this is an audio program, but I actually look really freaking sad. Yeah, he, he looks my pretty che- rough. my cheeks have just... Troop, troop.
1: <laughs> lost their energy. <laughs> lost their, spri- their sprite for life. <laughs> anyway, you, you probably don't give a crap about what we're up to, no, so no. you probably came here for the episode. So who, who are we actually speaking to today? Uh, we? So
0: we are talking to Josh. Actually, Mc... it's not even we. I
1: am talking
0: <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Again, schedules. I'm just so busy right now. I'm
1: just... Cry me every day. <laughs>
0: No, uh, this was yet again another interview that I couldn't make it. My my standards, not my standards, but I'm slipping The here. standards
1: of the podcast are going up when it's just me. <laughs>
0: okay. Anyway, I think it's the standard of the guests, though, Jem, not so much my absence.
1: Anyway. Anyway.
0: Uh, so, Jem was talking to Josh and John from...
1: High Spirit Bags. So, they have a theft-proof bag, which is basically... Um, a bag which has a zip in the back. And to be honest, you probably know about it already if you're listening to the podcast. If you don't, check them out. It's a really funky bag. And they're two young guys and they're just proper awesome guys. And it was really interesting to really delve into not the bags in particular, but actually their background, their upbringing, and how that plays such an important part in them becoming so entrepreneurial. And they're so, like, again, we say, with all I guess they're so down to earth. They're like honest, nice guys who literally want to help people. And it was just a great conversation. It was a really long one, but it was just—it's one of those ones where I literally didn't want to stop talking to them. And as I said, as I say to a lot of the guests that I get on, I don't really know these people. But once I get them on, I actually feel like I've known them for years. So mm. it was a wicked conversation. So I should probably shut up, and uh, you should probably start listening. So here it is: Joshua and John from High Spirit Bags. Hey guys, welcome to the Powerful Nonsense Podcast. How are you guys doing?
2: We're good, yeah, man. we're good, we're good. <laughs> How are you, man?
1: Yeah, good, good, buzzing. Even though it's the evening, I've got energy left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, guys, do you want to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your product?
3: Yeah, so my name is John, and I run the company High Spirit with Joshua.
2: My, my name is Josh, yeah. and um, I'm, I'm also a co-founder of, of High Spirit. I run the business with my brother. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're basically a... Um, a uh, travel accessories company um, based in London and what we do, we, uh, we create theft proof backpacks and um, and that's pretty much uh, something that we thought it brings together both the the, um, the aesthetic um, fashionable designs of your normal backpacks as well as the security elements, so we brought those two elements together and we created a theft proof uh, backpack so
1: so how not- do you make a theft-proof backpack?
2: Yeah, and um, what we did was um, <laughs> we, see, we see with standard backpacks, you usually see, you know, the the zip is on the outer is on the outer um, part of the bag. So say you're on the underground or in a really busy area or in a really busy city a pickpocket could just easily just unzip your bag and just take your stuff out. Um, it's really common. You even see people, tourists, that go into a country obviously being told about the horror stories through their friends or through TripAdvisor. <laughs> that, uh, be careful of pickpockets. And they'll wear their backpacks on their front. front yeah. So um, so what we did with our design, which we've actually um, patented, um, we put the, there's no outer zips, um, and we just put the zip, on the back of the bag where your where the where your uh, around where your spine uh, is where your spine is yeah. so you you only have access you're the only person that has access to your, your bag, bag and to your possessions not yeah. some random pickpocket or some random person who can just easily just take your stuff out without without you knowing
1: so wh- which one of you actually had the idea like where did that come from <laughs>
3: Yeah, so I, I came I came up with the um, design idea, um, and this was when we were in New York, and we basically saw a lot of tourists wearing their backpacks on their front, yeah. um, and we thought, you know what, Like, if you're on holiday, you're, like, you want to enjoy your holiday, you don't want to have to worry about people taking stuff out of your bag, plus you want to look cool, you don't want to...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't yeah. want to be packing, packing like the pregnancy look.
3: <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> your backpack on your stomach, so I thought, you know what, yeah, I, I, I personally will never wear a backpack like that. So I thought, you know what, and the the way I thought, I I, I was thinking at that point was how can we solve this problem? Um, And I just simply thought to myself, you know what, if you just simply relocate where the zip is, you can actually solve that problem. So basically making sure no access to the bag is accessible to the outsider. It's only accessible to you. And the way by doing that is just by relocating where the zip is and literally making all entry from the back of the bag. And, yeah. do, and, do, and do you know
2: what? The thing is that when, when we're, we were actually in the taxi and we were because me and my brother, we always go on random adventures. And so sometimes <laughs> we we'll would just say, let's go to hell, let's go to this country. And we just randomly do it because that's just the way we, we, we see life. And, you know, life is short. And, you know, we, we found that from when you have that moment of what the hell, that's when you get the most craziest and inspirational things happen. And um, we were in the taxi. And when John was talking about this idea, I thought to myself, it's so simple. Someone has done this before. So he jumped it, on Google. He jumped on <laughs> Google quick. And we couldn't find, no one had done it. And we just thought to ourselves, no way. So what we did, as soon as we got back, we um, we did initial designs and um, and basically you know, went through a few trial tests and see okay how we're we gonna do this properly how's it seeing if there's any design flaws or trying to min if there is trying to minimize it yeah. we we looked at every possible angle then we
3: got a sample a sample made
2: got a sample made and. Um, and yeah, there it was. And then we protected it, and um, we actually won. <laughs> we actually got owned the owned the design license for it. And and we were just like, what? We me and John actually own. So that means that <laughs> if anyone was to try it or anything, then it's
1: then you you guys are bringing the heat.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just it was just kind of like wow. Like we couldn't believe how easy it was and how sort of you know it just goes to show that if you have an idea it doesn't even like imagine there's times where you're with your mates and you're having a few beers and you're just chilling and you just come up with the craziest ideas and then but the thing is that we have ideas all the time but the difference between you and the next person is who's going to do it first or as a matter of fact who's going to do it
1: that's one thing i really want to find out i mean it's great all having ideas everybody has an idea every day but what kind of makes you guys different that you had that idea literally you just pounced upon it
3: yeah, yeah, it was well. quick. We just were very quick um, with um, actually acting upon the idea, you know. Um, and also, we really believed in what we were doing, um, and we felt like we were solving a problem, and we felt like we wanted to get make create a product that everybody can benefit from and get it out there as quick as possible because it's a common problem. You know, pickpockets is a co- common problem. So as well as having that idea, um, we act, and, and and wanting it to come to come to light and become an actual product we generally wanted to solve a problem and help every, every other people as well. Um, and we felt like the best way to do that is actually make it happen and not just talk about it and put it on a piece of paper as a design and and just only save yeah, the Yeah, buy,
1: buy your domain name, buy your business cards and yeah. that's it.
3: <laughs> um, uh, we actually made it happen. We actually made sure that we, we, we made the product um, available to the public. Um, and one of the first things we started, we did um, when we early on starting the business was entering a competition, which was the pitch to rich competition. Mm-hmm. And basically it was a competition where you were able to um, pitch your idea to Richard Branson. Um, and you only got to that stage if you got through the voting stage from the public. So the public basically had to vote, um, vote you into getting an opportunity to pitch to Richard Branson. So we entered the competition with our product, um, the high spirit backpack. And we, we, we got high, very, very high votes, and we made it to the final to pitch to Richard Branson. Um, so, when we when we were able to get that opportunity, um, we made sure that look, we we, we, we conveyed a message that this product was a very important product to have, a, a product that will benefit everybody, um, and we made sure that we could we could prove that it would help people, and we made sure that we could prove that it would change the way backpacks are are seen and worn um and we won we won we won we won the competition we got the investment from richard branson he gave us some money and with that money we used to set up our website um and at the point when we set up our website we only had very little um, amount of products so we went on to make more just based on that one sample we were able to make more and more and more units and we started selling them online um, from the publicity we got from that and you know um the good press we got we're able to sell more to the public
1: i just want to quickly rewind a little bit i heard a little something that you guys were selling contact lenses back in school (laughs) i I, I need to know where this entrepreneurial drive came from was it your family were people like that in your family did you have friends like tell me about that story first let's go right right back
2: yeah um basically um me me and my brother from hackney and my dad he 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 used to work for himself, and um, so what he would do, he would um, um, repair people's uh, washing machines and fridges. And um, back then, that wasn't sort of that wasn't the thing that a lot of people did. He, he didn't really have that much, that much competition because when people usually got their fridges or their or their washing machines broken, they usually just got another one or just called an landlord to get to get to get them another one. <laughs> and he, he he went around basically. And repairing people's um, domestic appliances, and and just being young and seeing him, I, I never saw my dad ever say, "Oh, I've got to go to work." It was more like, "Oh, I've got to help this customer." Oh, this customer's calling me. I've got to just rush, rush off. It was never sort of like, "Oh, I have to be somewhere because someone else is telling me to be there," and and that pretty much instilled in us that you can you can actually shape your own destiny um, we thought it was completely normal to to just go out and serve customers not until old, when we got older then it was like oh actually there's people that actually work in companies there's people that actually have bosses and so on and so forth so then we were literally oblivious to it and then um, 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 I was working at uh, uh, Optician Specsavers <laughs> and um, and Basically, one of one of my bosses was like, "Oh yeah, we've got like this um, some stock and of, of contact, contact lenses, and also not just contact lenses. We've got some solutions as well." And then I was thinking, "Wait a minute, I could sell this stuff." Because during the time in Hackney, and um, I'm not I'm not sure about the rest of London, but a lot of people were um wearing colored contact lenses like fun sort of yeah i remember fun, that yeah yeah, yeah 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 it was because was... it
3: was called 21 seconds so sunny yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> the white ones isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. and
2: honestly mate we we sort of capitalized on it and i so here i here i am i was pretty much the supplier and joe was the guy going out to the schools and and in the area and he was support.
1: your salesman yeah yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was, what commission was he on? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know you're the older brother, so <laughs> we,
2: didn't know, we didn't even know what commission was. It's like it was like sort of like um um I was getting this product for free. I was it was just all free, and all the all the money we were making was ours, and um and then we would literally charge people £100 a hundred pounds of pop, literally £100 a hundred, and <laughs> we were like oh someone bought that oh they actually paid them up and we found a pattern and we thought oh it's actually the right price and then um it got to a point where we made so much money that um i remember like have, having to hide all the money from my for my parents because <laughs> they wanted to think that you know you live in a hackney they probably you, uh, you don't want to think that oh we got involved in You start searching
1: your room for other, other substances
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So it literally hit that money. And me and my brother were like, looking at each other like, okay, we've got all this money. What do we do? And then, you know what? Honestly, we thought rich people, all they did with their money was literally throw it up in the air and just let it like rain on them. So that's what we did. We literally had all this money and just threw it up. (laughs) (laughs) here.
1: Well, like swimming it like the duck? What's his name? (laughs) Duck.
2: (laughs) And then we, we went out, we bought games consoles trainers to impress the girls and so on and so forth but you know that that was pretty much our taste of if you have an idea or if you have a product or service or anything a skill anything you can turn that into money you can and it's not it's not it's not as hard as people make it out to be it's you just literally just gotta be like I'm just gonna do it that's all so what sort of lessons do you think your dad's um, passed on to you then yeah ah. Uh, perseverance um not waiting um he he was all about not wasting any time so if 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 you could if whenever you got a call from a customer it was quick it wasn't wasting wasting the time it was like okay i'm out um another thing that um he taught us was also um sort of um like reinvesting putting the money back into into your business and also giving as well that's another thing he taught us given because like um because one of the things that one of the things that he did was um in, uh, in 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 his church, like we, um, he used to give a lot to charity and um, give a lot to people that were that were um, that were that were in less less um, lesser circumstances. There were times where where we we would go out and um, say we'll go out to get McDonald's or something like that, and um, we'll, we'll see someone who he'll see someone that who, who is probably just sitting outside and clearly homeless, and he would literally just run to McDonald's. And, and just give it to them or, or coffee or just just give it to them randomly at first I thought oh why is my dad buying this, buying this for that <laughs> random person we don't even know who they are but then as you grow older you're like oh my gosh he was actually just doing out of charity and um, that's what it took us we just thought okay it's good to make money and it's good to look after people it's good to grow your business and so on and so forth but you have to give back and that's one of the things that he you you really instilled instilled into us
1: so I mean um, what sort of age was you selling the contact lenses was that sort of like secondary school or was that
3: your school like year seven year eight that
1: kind of time so oh. did you guys go on to college or uni anything like that
3: yeah, man. Um, yeah, I went to college and uni, man. So,
1: and how did you sort of bring that? I mean, was you was you deciding to work on the side, or was you bringing your entre- entrepreneurial spirit back into university? Or...
3: Yeah. So basically, in uh, in yeah, that's what I was about to say. In um in in college, in college, um, I had a clothing line, man. I had a clothing line. It was called Heritage Clothing, and basically, it was uh, a fusion of. Uh, kind of Western um, clothing. The, the concept was to create West. Cause at, t- at that time, like it wasn't cool to wear African clothes. It wasn't. Co- it wasn't cool to like, wear African materials. Um, so I wanted to kind of infuse African material with the Western way of dressing. So what I did when I first started out was create hoodies that had a bit of accent of um, uh, African material fabrics on maybe on the sleeve or the hood was made out of African material or the the um, the the threading was some kind of um, threading that that kind of represented like an African kind of heritage, um, and it did really well. Like when I when I first started, like um, it, it was stocked at once a, a shop. Uh, it was called Space Clothing at that time, yeah, yeah. and they were they, they were the first to stock my stuff. And I, I literally I used to make all those pieces handmade myself. I used to make all those clothing pieces myself because I studied textiles when I was in co- um, in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I knew how to use a sewing machine. I knew how to do all those things. Um, but obviously while I was doing that I still I always wanted to get a degree um, and I loved IT um, and I went on to uni to study computer networking um, which, which I got a degree in um, but after that I still didn't feel like this was what I wanted to do I wanted to still work in fashion because I love fashion I, like, I always wanted to create a product that people would buy and benefit from Um, And so, while I was in uni, I was working at Selfridges, and while I was working at Selfridges, I got a lot of inspiration, you know, from seeing how accessories are displayed, um, the kind of different customers you get coming in, and you you hear, like, what they like about the item, You, you hear who their favorite designers are, and you start doing research and start to see, like, you know, how things are designed, how the fashion industry works, how it works from the design house right to the consumer so I got a lot of knowledge working in luxury retail um, and then uh, after, wh- while I was working in Selfridges actually um, I, I travelled a lot with my brother and that's around the time when we-, we went away to New York and you know I got the idea for High Spirit
2: and and for me like during college um, I started a, a newspaper called Heard and um, it was basically just to voice the opinions and the thoughts of the people the, of the students really, and for me, I, I, I couldn't believe that in my college it, it, it wasn't existing. So I pretty much, what after done all my done my work and stuff, i would literally just go into Word and literally just. Do the magazine and how the images were, and um, it gained a lot of popularity. It gained a lot of popularity in in, in my college, and then um, it, then it grew to um, to getting writers on board to write articles. Cause up until before then, I was writing articles myself, and then people in college, cause our college was pretty big, so um, people in college started noticing and saying, "Oh, I want to write for her." It was kind of the sort of thing that, oh, oh yeah, sort of like a. A badge of honor to be like yeah i wrote for herd. so because it was like the first of 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 this kind that anyone had done in in my college so um but yeah and and that for me was i i, I learned a lot in terms of content producing content producing something of value for people that people can engage with and um and then from then on I went on to study um, American studies at at university and then I did a master's in marketing and management and uh, my love for marketing um, came through. so So I started to learn about marketing, business management, accounting, economics, and that's where I really got a grasp of how to actually run a business because during my younger days it was very ephemeral, it was very sort of, oh, what's this? Okay, money's coming in, money's coming out, but for example during the when, when me and brother were doing the contact lenses um, small business we, we, we didn't understand profit we didn't understand um, 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 cost and or anything like that it was sort of oh we can make money let's do this but now as, as true uni I started to learn and get a, a, a better grasp of how to run a business.
1: It's interesting because a lot of um, the people we speak to said, oh, university was like a waste of time for me or I left, had no idea. I went to uni because I just wa- didn't know what to do next. Do you feel like education sort of lined you up for entrepreneurship or was it because you'd had already already had these experiences, you kind of knew what the game was, you kind of, your dad had, set, had always been an entrepreneur himself and so for you guys, you never had that idea of actually go to uni just because then somebody would want to hire you.
2: Yeah, but for, for, for 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 me for me the reason why I why I wanted to go to university cuz one I, I didn't want to miss out on the university experience, you know, but um but at the same time I knew I would always wanted to run my own business, but I wanted to learn sort of just kind of get the kind of get the theory because there's so many there's things you can learn by yourself. You know, and I mean, there's certain things that you can learn by yourself, but at the same time, there's certain things that you can you can learn through academia, and it's not just through that through academics itself. It's the people that you you get in contact with as well, because there were, there were students that I was surrounded by who also had um, aspirations of becoming entrepreneurs, and and I learned some of their knowledge as well, and and they they, they, they learned some of my some of mine, and it. It's, it's not just the academics itself it was also the people that were around because you could be talking to an economics um student graduate or student and they're telling you about price elasticity and demand and consumption um, all that's all that sort of stuff and but that stuff you wouldn't really you wouldn't really know in a in a in a in a, in, a, in, a, in a in a in a in a sort of real no, well, situation yeah yeah cuz I, cuz i feel i feel that i feel that you, it's good to ha- it's good to have an array of different experiences um not just co- con- constrict yourself to 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 one and um and that's that's what's really really helped us. So what do you think? I mean, a lot of people might be listening
1: to this. We kind of aim this at young people who might be at university. Like, what sort of advice would you give them for being able to get in contact with like a variety of different people? Someone who does graphics, someone who knows a bit about business. Like, what did you do that kind of opened you up more to like? Because a lot of people just get stuck in their own course and then everyone's doing the same sort of stuff. Like, what was you doing differently?
3: Yeah, I I was just trying to. I was. I I made sure that in, in uni. I experienced it fully, and I was, I was interacting with people from not on, just on my course, but a people from people. yeah, people from different courses. Yeah. Because you don't know what you can learn. Um, you know, I, I mean, when I was in uni, I, I used to chill with people that were doing graphics and doing art, and like some people that were doing pharmacy. But like, you learn a new thing every day because these people are studying something in a completely different field. But who knows? They could t- they could tell you some information that could benefit you for the rest of your life. Or information that can inspire you to think differently as well. So you know, I made sure when I was uni that I interacted with pretty much everyone that I can get get along with. And a, a lot of the times, when you interact with different people, you're interacting with people from different courses, not just people from your course.
2: And also, the th- the thing about me- meeting different people, the thing about university is that you're you're you you're you're in you're in a, a sort of you're in a sort of bubble where you everyone is there for the same reason everyone it's, it's not as weird or seedy when or, or kind of like a hidden agenda sort of creepy way when you you go up to someone and say, "Oh, um, I noticed that you you have all this money and and uh, will you help me invest will you invest in my business And no, everyone knows that we're all in the same boat so you can go up to someone and talk to someone and that's where relationship flourish because those relationships. Could lead to, so say for example, as my bro was saying, say for example, you meet a graphic design graphic designer, who knows? After you're done, you 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 cool that person, they could probably help you design your logo for your company, or they could help you design um, uh, your poster for for an event that you have you're having. But how would that 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 wouldn't have necess- That would have that relationship is much quicker to build when you're all in the same boat. But whereas when you're out in the world, you go into networking events, you talk to certain people, you email people. Some people don't get back to you. Um, um, it's Some people email you and it's, it's vice versa. And, and it's, it, it can get so busy because yeah.
3: everyone's so busy and everyone is really
2: out there everyone is out there to, to sort of further their own cause
3: uh, yeah and, every, and a lot of people will, that will say they want to help you it's really about the paycheck because they're looking for money Yeah, are yeah, yeah, to pay yeah, them yeah. Um, and, and you know when you're a startup you know especially if you met someone at uni um, and that, that friend at uni that has, might be the graphic designer that's going to design your logo is going to understand that you're a startup and you might not have the funds to pay them for you know a logo plus you have that friendship on there so you know they'll respect that and they'll probably help you out for free you know but, but you have to also um, realise that, you know, when you're meeting people as well, and when you build these relationships and friendships, you know, everyone benefits from each other, you know, as well.
1: So, so, so how do you, oh sorry, I was going to say, how do you sort of bring that sort of university vibe out into the real world when you're out of university?
2: Yeah, you can, how you can, I mean, one way we could do it is you could sort of have a, a, a thing where like an alumni thing, but not but in a cool way, because I know there's alumni sort of events and things are happening, but they're not really cool. They're not, they're not sort of like, oh, I have to be there. It's, it, I don't think anyone's really capitalized on that, because it's 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 definitely a gap in the market. Because, because we, because, think about, because because when when you actually look at look at look at what's happening in the world right now with all these big companies and tech in fashion that's happening. I look at Facebook, the founders. The people that started off Facebook, these guys met each other in university. Like, when you think of, like, all these Snapchat and all these people, the people that went to MIT, these guys went to Harvard, this person, these people, a lot of them met in, in university. So it's like, there's, there's that value to that. And how amazing would it be if, sort of, like um like, Harvard, for example was to hold a, a, a alumni event but it's done in a cool way and then say you, you went to Harvard I went to Harvard my brother went to Harvard and we're in the same room as as, as Zuckerberg or we're in the same room as, as so-and-so who's doing some big crazy stuff over there and this guy or this woman over here who's changing the world but it's done in a cool way and i, I don't think anyone's really capitalized on that because that's there's that space because there's them, there's a lot of people that i've seen who that, that we've come across in in our in our business life they'll be they'll be like oh oh my gosh we went to the same uni or we went to the same school you're doing this that is amazing I think, yeah,
1: one, I think one of the problem is, though, I think that when people go to university, you're kind of told as well, like, oh, well, you're in competition with the man next to you. And you kind of you don't really get that sort of kind of collaborative process. You're kind of told that, yeah, after uni, you're against your, your neighbour. And so they kind of restrict from actually getting people to sort of work together. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah, that's true. It's true. Um but then, to be fair, yeah, like a lot of the friends I met, I met them at social events as well. So, like, like um, uh, for example, like freshers, freshers fair, or I mean, I guess, or when I went out for drinks or whatever, or you know, just chilling. Really, you meet people. I think when you meet, when you when you go to a more relaxed environment in uni, you're more likely to meet people that are cool, and you don't you you kind of forget about that aspect of uni as like you're competing to get the jobs and all of that. I think. i think it also matters where you meet the people as well um and usually the the best people you probably get along with are the people that you meet at events where you're both into the same thing as well like i used to play basketball so like a lot of my friends play basketball i used to watch football a lot of my friends watch football as well so you know when when there was like a big arsenal game on or whatever and we're all watching and i'm watching it like my friends would want to come along and some some of my friends i actually met at from watching like an Arsenal game at uni, you know. Um, so it's just I think the location as well is important. Like more social events, you're more likely to meet people that are actually cool and people that are into the same things as well.
2: But also with with that whole that whole thing about competition,
3: yeah,
2: it's it 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 needs to be a healthy balance because competition is healthy. Competition is good, but at the same time, collaboration is also good because these same people that are saying oh yeah 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 you're you're this person you're in out in the real world you're going to be up against this person yeah yeah but but look at a lot of the companies that you see today that are huge you a lot of them a lot of them have co-founders it's like a team of co-founders like it's it's, it's sometimes you get companies that it's just one founder but it's never really that one founder. They probably have a team or or a few people who are sort of the kingmakers, the people who are really doing the, the, the graph and really doing the, the the behind the scenes. But those people don't want to be famous. They want to just be the, the background people. And you know and, 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 and I feel collaboration is, neat, is 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 important in order to really take things to the next level. Competition is good. Obviously because obviously there's times when I compete with my brother you know there's times when you compete with your friends but but it's but it's it's good to have that balance and I think that's really really important so I think universities telling people oh yeah you're gonna you you're up against this person you're up against that person but the thing is that in reality when we look at when we look at the world look at all these massive companies they're all you go into the board it's not just one person on the board it's like a board of directors. And they probably all know each other really, really well. So it's like, so it's like, it's you've got to have that sort of um, um, balance.
1: Start working together, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: we'll yeah, talk. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk. Yeah.
1: So I mean, um, I listened to your TED, uh, TEDx youth talk recently, and you spoke about an idea as a calling. So do you want to explain what you mean by that?
3: Yeah. So when we say an idea as a calling, is I don't know. I, I don't know. if you, uh, Most people have had an idea. And usually we, we believe that when you get an idea and it's something that is unique and has not been done before, when we say it's a calling, it's like an alarm clock. It's like, it's like a, um, an alarm telling you to either find out if this thing's already been done before and if it's achievable and actually make it happen. Because a lot of the times when an idea comes into our mind, that could be your life changer. That could be the opportunity for you to kind of create something that could actually benefit the world and benefit your life, so we believe that you know no idea is silly, and if you do get an idea, why not do research into it and see if it can actually be done
2: yeah and and I'm adding on to John's point an idea is definitely a calling in the sense that you know it's it's kind of like um when an idea comes to you, it is almost like an obligation because that idea did't go to someone someone else that idea didn't fall on someone else's brain it fell on your brain it's in your mind so how we see it is if it's come to you then the, the it's, it's it's kind of like okay i have to make this happen some way somehow maybe maybe not, not maybe not be the person that actually you know actually creates a company out of it but you could be that person that could say actually i know a friend I've got this really amazing tech idea. I know a friend who's in tech. Let me discuss it with him or her. They might, they might, who knows? They might take this idea and run with it. You know, you could be the person that facilitates and lets tells other people those ideas. But either way, that that idea has to live. I think that ideas are like little embryos, and it's just kind of like um, it's kind of like a kid. So when it's in your head. You just have to and it's growing and it's developing and it's being fleshed out. It 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 has to come out into the world, it has to breathe, it has to it has to live and um and that's the way we see ideas. We just see it as, as a calling and as sort of like an obligation because not everyone gets I gets those ideas coming to them all the time.
1: One thing um I mean, a lot of young people always say, especially when they're thinking about starting up businesses, like oh, I just need an idea. If I just had that one idea, and I mean, you guys said that it, it, that idea came to you while you was kind of relaxed environment. You were travelling. Like, how do you think people can get sort of really in touch with allowing ideas to come to them? Because, like you say, there's millions of ideas everywhere, but people just start getting blind because you get stuck in your own sort of like daily stresses, and you. I mean, they say like, my, um, if you read all the books, like they always say, oh, well, money's everywhere for everyone. But people just put on the blinders and they don't actually see all these ideas. Like you guys said, oh, let's put a zip in the back. Like, it seems so simple. Why, mm. why how do people get more in touch in, in touch with sort of receiving ideas?
3: I think, you know, when you try to get, be inspired, you don't get inspired. Yeah. You need to actually yes. just yeah at, live, not just, just do something fun, you know, or just go somewhere that you've never gone before. Or or do something you've never done before, and just 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 be open to be inspired, basically. But when you try to be inspired, I don't know, I don't know if in the past you know you've, you've tried to write a song or something, or you've tried to write a poem or something in school, and you find that when you're actually trying to write a poem, like based on the subject that the teacher's giving you to write about, you can't think of anything. It's so forced. Do you know what I'm saying? Because it's really forced. But um, as soon
1: as your girlfriend dumps you, that's it. You're full of lyrics. Do you
3: know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm yeah, saying? You, yeah. you experience something and you, and and you can relate to it. You can write. You can go on and on and on about it. You see what I'm saying? So, I think when you're when you're trying to be inspired, you won't be inspired. I think yeah. when you actually just live and do something fun or do something interesting or or do something you've never done before, that's when inspiration comes.
2: Yeah, it's a bit like sort of sort of like. When you when you're, say someone's looking for love Like looking, looking for love It doesn't really It doesn't come when you're looking for it It usually comes when, you, when you're not really looking for it yeah, And true. and it's, 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 it's like um, it's even Yeah, like what my brother said it, it can even come from just doing something fun Or doing something that you enjoy Because mm. I, I, I was speaking to someone And they said that The time when they get a lot of ideas Is when they're jogging Some people even get a lot of ideas While they're having a shower Or or just, or just, or it, 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 it really, they, they honestly come when you're not looking for for it. Yeah. Because for some weird reason, when you are looking for things, you're looking to critique, you're looking to doubt, doubt it. So when the idea comes, you're doubting it, you're critiquing it, you're seeing, oh, that can't work. Someone's done this before. Basically, look at, so that part of your brain has to be shut off. And that's, that way, so that makes you more open to receiving ideas where you can actually look at them from a from a from a more standoffish um,
3: and also if, if you're not able to travel or do things that, that um are exciting um <laughs> for whatever reason watch videos youtube is there like oh my, yeah watch videos listen to things listen to podcasts listen to music i don't know like listen to art like watch art like Watch videos. Watch people that are inspirational. Watch Watch weird stuff. Weird. You know what I'm saying? Because it's surprised (laughs) what you get inspired by, and sometimes what inspires one person might not inspire the other. So I think you know you just gotta be open minded. Your mind's gotta be very open, and you have to literally just live and you know don't search because when you start searching, you ain't gonna find it. I feel when you when you least expect it, that's when it's gonna come. But stay stay inspired by watching people that are inspirational you know watching videos watching tutorials on things watching how something is made you know because sometimes while you're watching these videos there might be a problem you notice and you're like actually no one's made this solution for this you know so i think you should just be a free spirit and you know try and don't try and find it just kind of enjoy the moment and experience something different even if you can't travel or do whatever like watch videos you know like, all that stuff is there
2: like for example we would just we we love talking we as you can tell we love talking. we love meeting <laughs> new people you 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 obviously love what you're doing and from from what we were talking about about you know how can people from universities you know sort of connect together and we discuss, we talked about the al- alumni sort of thing that universities are already doing but it's not really cool. We've so, already got another business idea exactly exactly. <laughs> exactly exactly so it's like that's that you know that is that is how things happen. And you would be very surprised how easy they come. Definitely. One
1: thing I wanted to also talk about, you guys said, obviously, you, the idea came to you and then you, you hit up Google. And I think this is what a lot of young people do as well. Like you say, OK, I've got this wicked idea. You, you go into Google, you search it and you're like, oh, crap, it's all someone's done it or someone's done something like it. Do you guys think you would have actually carried on even though if someone had made something similar? Or do you think that young people should actually see? Because I, I, I believe that if you've got an idea, to be honest, even if someone's already done it, nobody's going to do it in the way that you're probably going to do it. Do you agree with that?
3: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I believe that, yeah, you, there's always a way to be different. You know, there's always a way to, because I think about it, there's a, lot, there's a lot of backpack companies out there already. We could have been like, oh my gosh, yeah, zip on the back. But how, how, how are we going to be different from any other backpack company that's out there? You know what I'm saying? But that didn't stop us do you know what i'm saying it's like i think yeah, if, if, if there's an idea that you have discovered already exists and you really really want to go ahead with that particular product you can do it you can but do you it. just gotta make it different you just difference. gotta make it very different
2: the thing is this year a lot of people think of oh yeah my idea has to for, for example i want to come out with a new brand of trainers that's oh yeah how am i going to compete with nike and that, that's oh gosh oh, oh, i have to make sure my trainer's Make you hover in the air. They have mm-hmm. people start to think of all these complex things, so just so they can differentiate their product and their business. But the thing is, this year that can differentiate your product. How about we start with customer service? Mm. Definitely. Branding, uh, branding. Your logo, your logo. You, you, it could be like, I don't know. Every email the every customer query that comes in, the email is probably answered by by you directly. Or how about if the whole imagery of your company because a lot of companies everyone has humans as the ceo and the co-founder what about if the ceo of your company was a cat like <laughs> that is that is how different you can make things and people will love that sort of stuff people that love cats will be like oh my gosh i'm buying from this company because the ceo is a cat you
3: know and it's just- it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like you know, there's so many ways of being different you know there's there's room for everybody there's room for everyone but you just got it's just like look at the music industry look at the music industry that's a perfect example like you have artists that have been grinding trying to break the music industry but they never ever make it then you get some people that literally come up with a song yeah maybe when they were out with their friends and then they decided to release it as a single and it's number 1 on the charts or something like that See that's the show is that if you're different enough people will buy into what you're trying to sell and also if, you're, if you if 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 you really believe in what you're doing it will work it really it really will work because at the end of the day no one's the same like the way the, the way um a pair of trainers from Nike are made is different to a, the way a pair of tra- trainers from I don't know Balmain is made so yeah. you know every brand has its brand identity every brand that makes a product that is of the same category makes it differently yeah. so you just got to find your niche And also you just got to find How you're going to make Whatever you're trying to sell different
2: And like I, and like I always say that well, Me and my brother always say For as long as we as humans Have the ability to get bored There will always be space For different For someone, something to be different Always hmm. We'll never get bored of Seeing difference And as long as you differentiate Have a, a really strong niche Then you, you'll be good All it just takes is the consistency
1: Cool man. All right. I want to get into sort of some numbers. Like, I mean, the the bad idea come along, and then suddenly you're like, okay, what's this going to cost to get going? Like, how much did it cost to start start your business, basically?
3: So when we first started, um, well, we we got the like like five five hundred pounds. This the start. Like yeah. to make the sample, um, to, to like to get the sample made was like about or five hundred pounds. You know, get it tested and stuff like that about 500 pound that was a startup but obviously you know when you initially start um you know you've got to find different ways of saving money and to be fair to start a business on 500 pound that's a good deal Do you <laughs> um so it's like you know and also this is what i'm saying is like all that kind of stuff the reason why i could get it like at a decent price as well and you know because samples sometimes cost thousands to make a sample um because it's the first one ever made and you know you have to get the pattern made you have to get the knives made you know but the reason why i was able to do it is because i had a good business relationship i had i had already networked with someone that you know I, I i contacted when i needed them and also i kept in contact with them even though i didn't need them but you know i built that relationship and they're willing to help you know get my first um, sample made at a decent price you know, so this is where, this is where networking comes into it and why it's also very important to, you know, when you get contacts, don't take any contact for granted because you never know when you might need them, you know. Um, so, yeah, we started on 500 and then obviously from that 500 pound, you know, we were able to, you know, um, sell some of the, the, the units and then reinvest the money back into the company, get more maids um then we won that competition with richard branson which he gave us money to set up the website and we started selling online and then from the from the units we sell online you know yeah the sales went up and then from the the units we sell we sold online we put that money back into the business so literally like the money coming going out and coming in is like a constant cycle and our funds are just growing and growing and growing
1: so you kept it pretty lean so just when the money come in make some more product
3: yeah, yeah we don't we don't oh touch gosh. that money like we don't yeah, like yeah. we don't like you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very, yeah, especially when you're starting yeah, out man that's yeah. another advice i would give yeah. out to the public is when you start a business man you've got to really really you might have to suffer man <laughs> because yeah. it's like yeah. you know when you when you start paying yourself early in the business that can make your business collapse you have to be very careful um with your money management um so when we first started literally every every penny we made from sales we put it back in okay. you know um a lot of businesses Um, find it difficult to do that hence why some business a lot of businesses make a loss in the first year you know um but we were able to you know um, balance that from our savings as well because we were previously working you know um so from our savings even some of the savings we had we put into our own business you know um and that really helped us and you know from the sales we make we always make sure that the money goes back in and we make more products and you know
2: and and that's expand and that's why when when sort of when you're building a building a business or whatever business you want to go into you have to be passionate about it Mm. and because there'll be days when you're gonna have to make sacrifices and and when you're passionate about something those sacrifices won't seem like sacrifices they'll just seem like oh it's just something i have to do just to make sure this this keeps going Mm. and and um it's and another thing is to always keep in mind of of the greater calling of of the of the um of your business as well because you know when things get hard and especially from the financial point of view you know the thing that will keep you going Mm. when all is said and done is the passion is is that that is what's going to keep you going Mm. and and that should never be lost so um but yeah
1: yeah so I mean,
2: a lot of um entrepreneurs especially if they maybe have been
1: in the working world and then they come out and start trying their own business ventures i mean a lot of the time like family and friends might see what you're doing and be like "Ah, oh, i don't think this is good for you or they might be like oh, i don't i don't like the way you're, you are now because you're trying to be like a entrepreneur or you're kind of you have to be very different in your personality and your traits to, to, to be an entrepreneur have you guys ever had it or, i mean it sounds like you guys have been always entrepreneur but did you ever get it where friends were kind of looking at you like, oh, you guys seem to be having fun. here? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to do nine to five.
3: No, um, a lot of a lot of our friends have always supported us because, to be fair, um, in terms of the business, we've been literally we started from the top. Think about it. The first initial interest we got was from Richard Branson. I mean, how, <laughs> how, 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 how better can that get? You know. So I think you know it. You know, with us, we've been lucky to you know instantly have impact to someone's. So successful in the business business um, um, uh, uh, um, side of things, um, and so when people see that, and all a lot of our friends and family see that, they're like, "Wow, okay, this is definitely good." If Bridget Branson can be believing you guys, then <laughs> we yeah. definitely can believe in you guys. You get know what I'm saying? So I think we've been lucky that we haven't had anyone that doubted us. Um, but in terms of when we released the product, a lot of people were not sure. Like a lot of retailers were not sure about. Um, Uh, such a a different product, because it's very different to how you normally open a backpack. Mm. The way people are are normally used to um, opening a backpack is from the zips on the outside or having some kind of zip on the outside. But the way our bags are is that there's no zip on the outside, there's only one zip on the back. Mm. So, like, initially people were a bit, you know, like, oh, not too sure. But when they could see that media was covering it and like people were actually supporting and people were actually buying the stuff, then a lot of retailers were like, "Yeah, like let's take this on board, like let's let's try it out." But because you have to remember, like a lot of people are scared of what they don't know, like or what are scared of change. A lot of people are scared of change, so you know that's quite understandable. But if you can prove yourself, or you can, or people can see that what you what you got is actually um, successful, or they can see the potential in what you're doing, people will automatically support you. And what what if
1: that's not there, though? What if, say, you guys were proper lucky, like Richard Branson straight Strayway giving you credibility? There might be someone saying, well, I haven't got that credibility yet, and people, I don't even know myself if this is a good product. Like, what what advice would you give to that sort of person?
2: Yeah, like, to that sort of person, I would say keep going, because there were days, there were, uh, honestly, to be very frank, very honest Mm. with you, there were days when... It, it 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 was just if it, it, it was like it felt like it was just me and John like literally just felt like oh my it's just us we need to we need to we need to we need to sort this problem out like we can't really go to anyone for this this is our problem and we need to fix it and mm-hmm. um and sometimes that did weigh in on some of our relationships because because some people will say oh yeah you you used to have time for me to do this and now you don't have time for me you've changed so on and so forth but but one thing that we learned is that the people that love you and the people that care about you you, you. they will support you Mm -hmm. regardless and those are the people that it's, it's important to keep close so no, because because we we, to- we totally understand. Because even though Richard Richard Branson and that whole thing was happening, which was great for our company, but before that, we we from 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 coming up with the idea from from getting everything done the design the samples it was really it was it was still really really difficult and like i said we started a business on 500 pounds way before so it was it was literally just me and john and there'll be times when we had to literally sort of be really careful with our time and you know we couldn't go out as much and because we this had to this had to be done and so on and so forth but at the end of the day you know, the people that really care about you, friends, family, they're gonna stay, stay they're gonna stick with stay. you and they're gonna understand.
3: And, and, and even if um, friends or family don't, 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 tr- don't believe in what you're doing, prove them wrong. That's the only way you can do it, is show them. Because like, a lot of people, their family, when they don't really support what they're doing, they probably have a point for why they don't support them, you know, in most cases. But unless you can prove them wrong, that in fact that you should even so i think anyone that has people that are doubting them that's family or friends they should use that as motivation to do better yeah 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 yeah, like no 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 bad no 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 comment or opinion is bad bad opinion or bad or bad comment you should either use it as motivation or take it as a compliment yeah because at the end of the day your family love you in it they want you to do well so you know in most cases if they're doubting what you're doing there's a reason why and you need to try and find out why they doubt you and if if it's true that what they're saying could hinder you from being successful why not make it happen and prove them wrong or why not change what they're saying is not going right
2: but 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 also but also it's it's so important to to persevere and Mm. to believe your own hype because because Mm. because and when when no one is hyping you up when no one is is holding you up even fa- even family i have friends who have businesses and even their own family has doubted them even their own family has, has turned their back on them and the thing is that the thing that's kept them going and and kept them kept them going through and and getting all these achievements and goals and and really really hitting really and getting to where they want to be is by pure Perseverance and saying Look, I'm gonna do this I don't care if this person Is against me or doubts me I'm going to do this, why? Because the idea And the business that I have is a calling And I'm here to help people And I'm here to do this and do that Whatever whatever your goal is You have to hold that tight to you Through through everything Um, Yeah
1: how important is it that you guys have each other because a lot of people go into business alone and then you're kind of like do you guys hype each other up do you keep each other in the game
2: oh, Yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah. there's times that, there's, there's times when that's why that's why it's really good to um, have um, even if you're in business by yourself it's good to have people your close friends or people around you who you can literally offload offload your stresses to and just be have a have a little sort of Ran to So so if, if a meeting didn't go well Or someone was just Talking crap or whatever You could be like You could have that person there Or a few people there That you can just be like Oh this went This went like this Oh man I'm so pissed Because that's gonna And they're gonna Obviously Obviously people that love you And care about you They're gonna say to you Look yeah Forget that that's minor. Keep going, keep going. So, what that for us, me and my brother are really lucky because there's times when my brother go to me and I go to me and we go to meetings together. Sometimes they'll be great, great results. Sometimes they won't. But we, we we can always talk about it, and we just be like, "Oh yeah, do you remember that? Oh, that was such a d- oh." The- why did you say that, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why did you say that, man? Oh, my goodness
3: you? Know, like, oh, why did, why did you hit it too high, or why did you go
2: too low, or so, so something like that? So, it's, but but it's not just because we understand that not everyone that has that, you know. But 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 it's important, even if you're even if it's one friend, even if it's one family member keep them close because trust me this business thing is is a is a roller coaster i'm telling you and and i've never heard of anyone that goes on a roller coaster by themselves it's always like a, about three or four seats and hold hands and, and squeeze tight so, so.
1: so has there been any sort of like massive challenges for the company like where you thought that's it guys i don't think this is going to work or did you have any challenges that you had to overcome
3: um, in terms of challenges, yeah, there was. So in terms of challenges, it was more with the, um, allowing, uh, stores to understand, helping, um, well, making stores understand that, you know, there's a product that they should stock because at the end of the day, you know, when you're a new company, um, you, you've got a lot to prove, um, and you have to prove to these people, why they should stock you instead of stocking the next person do you get what i'm saying so um in terms of like i said understanding um that you know there was uh a void in their store and they needed to product instead of stocking a product that's a standard product and that's readily available you know because a lot a lot of these a lot of um the, the problems in terms of um uh buyers or retailers understanding um that the product should be stocked was like I said, the zip, the zipping, is only one there's only one access and that's from the back. Like they're thinking more on a perspective of like, oh, okay, so this is one zip on the back. Like, why why would someone want one zip or one access <laughs> for the back instead of having ten zips all over the back? And you have to explain that to them and you know, explain that look, this is something that is solving a problem, this is something that will benefit the customer, you know? So I think that's probably the only type of kind of um, difficulty we really face is trying to make people understand and um, trying to make people's mindset kind of change and how people envision a backpack to change because how everyone envisions a backpack is not theft proof basically yeah. it's just a backpack because
2: you know and, and 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 this this goes for this goes for this goes for everyone like in the, you know y- y- you have a business that may be unconventional say if you have a really unconventional business like i don't know teaching teaching dogs how to trampoline or something like that like the thing is this just year, coming out of like, all kinds of business ideas today <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: that's our next business venture but, <laughs> but like The thing is that there's there's always going to be a market for that and you know obviously and obviously before you've done that you've done your all your research and you know that there's enough money in money in the game for you to get in and and really go go full steam ahead but like yeah with in in, it for us our challenges has just been stores and and people understanding our product people you know getting to grips with our brand because oh my gosh in the fashion game when you're a new brand oh my gosh you need to fight Literally fight to for to be accepted and fight for that recognition because it is it is a crowded market and it is it, 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 it is a market where. You know, every, someone's saying this, someone's saying, it's really noisy as well. So everyone's got an Instagram, every brand has got an Instagram page now. Every brand's got Twitter. Like, it's really noisy. So you have to really fight and be so creative to really stand out. And, and that's been, a, this, that's been our, that's been our challenge. And when we do get through to people, honestly, the amount of people that say, oh my gosh, how did I not hear about your brand before? How <laughs> did I not hear about this? This is amazing. This is amazing. It's like, because, They've, they've, a lot of them have been just. It's just been too much noise, and you know, think about it, even the music industry. Like, you know, there's a, a lot of great, amazing artists out there, but there'll be times where you're like, I just can't be bothered to listen to anybody right now because there's just so much crap out there. But, but, but there, there's still those artists there that are actually amazing. But it's just literally, it, it comes down to the customer and it comes down to the buyer to really take that chance. So. You know, and that's why we're always thankful for to our customers, to our supporters, to stores, to, to people that have taken a chance on us. Because we're like, wow, you could have taken a chance on a bigger brand, but you actually chose us. So, um, but yeah, but to businesses out there that are, that are going through challenges, it honestly is part, of, it really is part of the game. It is, it is like breathing, it is like inhaling and, and exhaling, it is part of the game and it's going to come, but that will test you as an entrepreneur. Because it, 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 it test you in the sense of how are you going to overcome this, how are you going to get, get around this problem? Because entrepreneurs effectively are problem solvers, and that's what we're here to do is to solve problems.
1: Definitely, and I would like we like to say on the show as well, like entrepreneurship is one of the best sort of self growth sort of endeavors you can do as well. Like you learn so much about yourself.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. so true. Um, and yeah. you guys, I noticed as well online that you guys enter a lot of competitions. Like, how important has sort of competitions been to help you get your sort of name out there?
3: Yeah, yeah, very important um, because when we first started a business we said we didn't want to be in debt. That's the first thing we, we said we didn't want to <laughs> owe anybody money. Yeah. Um, and also we wanted to um, you know save as much um, money as possible. and also in terms of when we first started, we wanted to kind of be known and kind of people to hear about our brand by you know not only just promoting stuff on social media, but entering competitions, yeah. why not? I mean yeah. if you if you feel you're good enough, yeah. I I would say to anyone, enter the competition. Enter yeah. competition because number one, especially if it's on especially if it's something in, in um, that has some kind of prize money involved that you can use for your business yeah. or has some great promotion.
2: Um yeah. PR, PR, PR is so important. Because yeah.
3: that all that stuff is very expensive, especially when you're yeah. a startup, it's yeah. very, very expensive. Very. So you have to try and save as much money as possible and there's you don't lose anything from entering a competition it's free yeah so you know as long as the competition is something that's in line with your brand number one and also that will benefit you then do it
2: because because when people are just starting out you know they're yeah they're spending they're thinking of oh how my marketing spend how much money am i going to spend on marketing how much money am i going to spend on pr Mm. whereas a lot of these competitions they not only give you the money and some of them even give you the mentorship and the support as well stuff that you you that, that some, some companies give away equity for, yeah. and it's and it's it's there for free. All you have to do. You don't even have to win. You just, need to, <laughs> you just need to just enter, enter and yeah. and then some person or one of the judges could just be like, "Wow, this is an amazing business." And all of a sudden, this person's emailing you and saying, "Oh, I like your idea. Do you want to do this?" Like, look, look, look. For example, and, and that, that's how I think the, the way the the way the game is changing for startups, for hmm. startups, because because one, you've mentioned um, 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 business competitions, but also there's Kickstarter, there's crowdfunding. That's huge people are launching their businesses off crowdfunding mm. this is and it's like it's not these days it's not through the old school way of saving and getting money it's like
3: no building a community first yeah and getting that community to back you mm, mm, mm. and also like, like that's very important you mentioned yeah. community because at the end of the day when you when you're entering these competition you have to remember people, people are vo- voting voting for you yeah so the reach alone by yeah. entering the competition is amazing like the reach at, because a lot of people that don't even enter these competitions or people that um vote for these competitions they tend to be people that are trying to look for something new or trying to you know look for the next big big thing or yeah. whatever so yeah. you don't lose anything from entering the competition and I think it's very important to enter them especially if you believe in what you're doing and yeah. you know what you're doing is one of the greatest things yeah um to that the world is ever gonna hear about you know yeah. if you really believe in yourself yeah I think you should enter competitions do you guys
1: or do you guys have any sort of like tips for like building your community like obviously you got a lot of votes yourself like what what, what sort of advice would you give
3: yeah I would just say um, in terms of building community I think you have to be very active on social media so active <laughs> very. that's very important yeah. um, and also like a lot of people tell us like yo you guys are so down to earth you respond to my message yeah.
1: like you come, <laughs> you come on my podcast.
3: You respond to my message. You respond to our you message. Oh, you responded back to my email. I'm so, with your business schedule, how busy you guys are, I really appreciate that. Respond to people that retweet you, respond to people that ask you questions. There's nothing wrong in doing that because at the end of the day, it's only showing them how real you are as a person and how real you are as a brand.
2: That is why, that is why there's now this rise of more and more people supporting small businesses because mm. small businesses appreciate the customer I appreciate the customer they can be more human as well right and they're more human they, they see this person whereas like it's a big it's 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 it's, 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 it's there's not that relationship there it's, it's faceless almost and and now uh, you know business competitions you have you'd have kickstarter because now people want to see a face they want to see the personality And, and now they don't just buy the product, they buy into the person. So, Hmm. um, yeah, it's just really, really important. Bringing forth your human value, your, your humanness forward is definitely a great key and a great competitive advantage to growing your business.
1: Hmm. Um, I'm going to start cause sort of wrapping things up now. It's getting on to an hour, but I just wanted to get an idea from you guys. What sort of skills do you think like young people are really missing nowadays? I mean, you went to TEDx, you did, were well, there a lot of young people chatting to you? Like, what, what are their fears? What are they worried about?
3: I think a lot of people lack confidence. Some people lack confidence. Yeah, they, they're, they're very shy or they feel they're not good enough to approach people. I think it's so important to um network and speak to people because you know like what you, you never know the opportunities that can come about when you speak to someone so i think uh, what a lot of young people need to learn and kind of the skill they need to, to 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 um achieve is confidence and the ability to approach and speak to a total stranger and not feel shy about it or don't feel silly about it like because a lot of the um a lot of the opportunities that come about are happen through conversation yeah. you know um so i think that's one of the things yeah. um i think
2: yeah i think um it, it, it definitely is be, yeah believing, yeah believing in your, it, it ties into confidence believing in yourself because look like when, when 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 we talk to people that are younger than us and, and they're asking us all these questions and and we 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 see we, we honestly see ourselves in, like we actually see Sort of how we used to be, and we just like wow, like this person has so much potential. But you know, they they, they just have to need to have that that self confidence. And you know, once you have that self-confidence, self confidence, self confidence is so important. Well, we think it's really important because when you're starting out and you're doing your own thing, it doesn't even have to be, have, have to be a business. You could be like, I'm, I'm gonna wake up one day. I want to be like, I don't know, jump out of an airplane. I don't know, but. Or or become a TV presenter or something like that. The thing is that no is going to happen a lot more times than you would expect. The word no is going to happen. It's going to happen a lot. And by building that self-confidence, that would enable you to get over those no's and eventually get to those yeses and and I, and I think by when we talk to the tip that i would say is that look just be, just believe in yourself just know you're you're that person know you're that guy know that you're, you're that girl that that has something unique that you can give to the world like like no one can tell you nothing no mm. one can tell you nothing the only true the only voice that matters is your vote is your own voice
3: mm.
2: it, that that is it forget everybody else if you have a sick idea if you have a sick dream an amazing dream or something that you want to achieve you can do it the, the loudest voice shouldn't be the voice of other people the loudest w- voice should be yourself because yeah, like, huh? and that's it
1: yeah are there any sort of like books you guys have read or you would definitely recommend for young people who maybe want confidence or want to get better approaching people are there sort of any books that you guys read that were like game changers for you
3: 48 Laws of Power what's that for? yeah uh, 48 Laws of Power.
1: I love
2: that book. That was, yeah. a f- that was the first book I read. Yeah, yeah, that
3: um, book is amazing. amazing. That book is
2: amazing. Um, and um i've read um there's a book called the alchemist that i've read that's by i can't pronounce his name (laughs) paulo Coelho. that's it that's it that's it it. yeah 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 that book is really good it's short it's really short (laughs) so all the the people that who who don't who don't like to read that much like that honestly it's a short book but it's it's filled it's filled with so much Much, like i I could go on for another two hours about it but so (laughs) So much much, stuff great stuff
3: um and then just like magazines like um he like read <coughs> stuff like Forbes. He um, will read stuff online. Um, also, also, obviously, Richard
2: Richard, Branson's Richard Branson's like, book, Lack of yeah. Virgin, Lack of mm. Virgin. Like he actually talks about his experiences, experiences and, and gives you some tips. Like it's good to read books from people that you have done it, that have done it, and people that you admire. Yeah. Because so Richard <laughs> Branson. Really because think about it. Like look at your friends. Yeah. Like the, your own group of friends. You, there's certain elements of your personality that your friend has probably learned from you and vice versa. And by by reading from people, billionaires and people that who are that you admire, you can learn something from them and that you can also infuse into your own being as well. And and you can also put into your business or into your career or or, or, or what have you. And, um, and yeah and those are pretty much our, our, our free free books probably. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, so the podcast is called um, Powerful Nonsense so we ask um, two questions to every guest that comes on and the first question is what is the most powerful piece of advice you've ever been given and the second question is what is the biggest load of nonsense you've ever heard
3: <laughs> um powerful <laughs> <laughs> nonsense
2: <laughs> that's okay 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 um it it, the best the the best advice that we've been given
1: most powerful yeah
2: (laughs) most most powerful is um your business and everything you do is 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 a part of who you are it's a part of your soul so you so when someone says no you can't do this no you can't it's almost like there is it's almost like it's a part it's a part of your humanness and and by seeing your business and everything that you do as part
3: of you as part of you you've, you've, you 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 think twice um from taking anyone's advice on what you should do with yeah, your business yeah you you kind of um be more passionate about running yeah, your business because yeah. think about it like if someone's telling you you can't go here today you can't go there today you're going to tell them especially if you really want to go you're going to be like wait a minute who are you to tell me yeah, that yeah, I can't go here or yeah. I can't go there especially yeah. if you see your business as that as part of you yeah. so yeah I think that was very inspirational when we, yeah. when, we when we heard that um, piece of advice
2: and the most the most nonsense um, is um, no you, you you can't you can't do this you, you can't no you can't you can't uh, you can't do I don't,
3: I don't see it working yeah 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 yeah, I don't, yeah. oh my I gosh don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. See this I don't see I don't see this working <laughs>
2: complete and utter nonsense it's complete utter nonsense yeah. if anyone tells you no it doesn't see the, doesn't see that working or I don't see this happening or I don't see this going well that's them they don't see they're 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 the blind ones you're yeah. the person that has that vision they don't see your vision mm. so you can literally Count them out <laughs> good stuff I love it <laughs> So, um, what is the future of High Spirit
1: Bags and um, how can people find out? Can get in, how can people get in contact with you as well as buy your bags?
3: Yeah, so, um, so far with High Spirit Bags, uh, we, we will be doing a pop up next year, early next year, yeah. at Box Park. Um, if you follow us on, on, on Instagram, at, it's at High Spirit Bag.
1: Yeah, I'll, put, I'll break down the podcast after and put it all on the website, yeah. So you let me know and I'll put them on there.
3: <laughs> and that's the same handle for our Twitter as well. Um, and we'll be announcing the exact dates. Um, so we'll be at Box Park um, next year, early next year. Um, and also, yeah, we're just going to be um, expanding our products. Um, and we have a few stockists line up, which we'll announce also, um, later on, either this, later on this year or next year. Um, so some stores have decided to stock us at, in their stores. So um, that's quite exciting. You um, and Josh are doing a lot of running around and organising the stock for them. And yeah, um, so you hopefully see High Spirit in some some of your favourite stores um, pretty soon as um, well. And what's the website? It's com. Cool. And um, have you any sort of final, final goodbyes to the
1: audience? Anything you'd like to say before we go?
2: Um, I just want to say... Look, whatever you want to do, if it's your business or you want to reach the top of your career or whatever, do Dude. not listen to anyone that tells you, no, you can't do it. It's not about them. It's about you. It's about, yeah. And the loudest voice you should listen to is yourself.
3: Yeah. And you and, and always remember that anyone that doubts you or is small minded not to believe in what you're doing, that's only a reflection of their limitation, their own personal limitation. They, that's what they, they can't see happening because they know themselves they can't reach that where you're trying to go so don't take any negative um advice as don't something let it get that can you. stop
2: you don't let it get to like, you
3: take everything with a pinch of salt if you really believe in what you're doing and you can see it's gonna work and you know your heart is telling you it will work listen to your heart as well listen to your heart if your heart is telling you it's gonna work um and you've got some good feedback as well try your best to make it happen and you know but you have to be consistent. You just got to be consistent as well.
2: And also, listen to your gut. Guts aren't just meant for digesting food. They're there to direct you towards your life goals. Yeah.
1: Good stuff, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your evening to share share your journey with our audience. And um, it's been a real pleasure. So thank you so much. No
3: no pros, thank you. No props.
1: I'll see you guys soon. Thank you. See you, see you soon, soon, man. All right. Bye. All right. So, Wayne, what did you think of that episode?
0: I thought it was absolutely fantastic. You're a bloody
1: liar. (laughs) You you didn't even listen to it. Look, I
0: said to you yesterday that the plan was that last night was going to be my preparation night. And then what happened? We partied hard. We partied hard. So, it's your fault. I'm I'm, I'm not taking the
1: blame for this. Well, you're going to have to go back and listen to it because it was a good episode and Josh and John will be highly offended. I know, and I
0: apologise to Joshua and John that I couldn't actually make it um, to the interview thing. But do you know what's really cool? What? I actually feel like I'm going to be able, to the fir- for the first time, be able to listen to a whole episode. As, a- as if I'm an audience member. So I'm going to be coming back next week, I'm going to be like, Gem, this show is sh- you shockingly
1: better, you, great. You better write me a five-star review. <laughs> <laughs> at the very least
0: <laughs> to make up for my absence exactly i would mean, I mean
1: just say that episode jim was the one five star review
0: and hopefully you will think it was the one as well and give it a five star review you see what i did that? Yeah.
1: cool thanks for that but yeah that episode i really really enjoyed it and i love him talking about what he learned from his father both of them saying how much of a, their father was a massive influence on them and how especially about customer service and i think you can see by their upbringing that that is why they're so entrepreneurial like to them they always wanted to run their own businesses and so when you're kind of questioning yourself saying well oh well my family did nine to five and that's what you see you have to put yourself into those new situations where you see that entrepreneurial entrepreneurship is actually a possibility and just as I say like you can reach out to these guys they're so like open to to talking to their customers talking to people that are interested in what they do so yeah we'll put their contact details in the um the breakdown of the episode as well.
0: And in terms... In talking of of reaching out to people that are friendly guys that will happily... Openly respond to you.
1: Yeah, if you tweet me, I will get back to you
0: at CKY I can't even say my name. I my name now. At C-K-Y-I-L-D-I-Z. And if you want to tweet me, just don't bother.
1: No. What he's gonna do is favourite
0: it. He won't even reply. Oh, it, <laughs> it might be work. a retweet. If if you boost my ego, I might retweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, if you want to uh, send me a tweet, you can do so by sending it, <laughs> by sending it is. to Wayne underscore Ingram.
1: <laughs> and you can email us if you like at no gem at com.
0: Or if you actually want to email me instead, which is probably far better, then you can email me at Wayne at palfinances.com. You'll get
1: an all respond out of office. <laughs> 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 anyway, thanks for listening. Again, it's another long episode. I don't know whether you guys like long episodes or you'd rather us fifteen minute episodes, twenty minute. Let us know what you want. We're doing this for you, we're doing this for us. Mm-hmm. Let's enjoy other people's knowledge and experiences together.
0: And the best thing you can do for us if you know someone that you think could benefit from this too, then just
1: share it with them. Share it, share it, share it. Sharing is caring. All for one and one for all. Peace out, people. Bye-bye.